Sorry for no podcast last week. I was sick and everything in, you know, the entire United States of America was falling apart. I had to just stay home and quarantine myself and and um, cross-reference Twitter with CNN for 20,000 hours straight. Guess what I figured out? CNN will cycle one factoid for three to five hours while the internet will offer 200,000 to 60 billion facts per second. However, 90% of them may be wrong. But, you, so it was cool. It was, you, I've made everyone in America feel like we were all little journalists, I think, you know, like cross-referencing all these, whatever, you get it. Anyway, still sick, kind of. I think it can be deduced that I'd already be dead in Victorian times. I don't think I have the constitution that... I wish I had that constitution of an ox that you hear about. Of like a farmer lady, you know? Oh, God. Uh, what's What are we going to talk about today? It's going to come down to... I mean, I hate to say... What do you bring to the table? Here's what I bring to the table. Complaints. Fear. Discomfort. Been really into Korean food lately, though. You guys love that? Yeah, kimchi. Anyone? Kimchi? I don't know how to pronounce it, but the cold soup. Namyung or something. All the Korean people are like, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's not how you say it. Call from Michael. Michael. Yes. First caller of the day. Oh, man. What did I win? You won. You like it? Yeah, 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 that was pretty good. Hey, listen, I got a question for you. Great. Okay, so you said that you, that people of the opposite sex can be friends. Now, can those people of the opposite sex start as friends, but then start dating? I mean, of course. <laughs> Has that ever happened to you? Yeah. But very rare. Uh, what le- it's very rare that that happens. Yeah. Most. Well, what, what leads up to that? How well, do you know? Why are you trying to fuck one of your friends? Well, let's not let's not get too personal now. Okay. I mean, you're asking me for all my personal business. I'm just asking you to be equally transparent, Michael. Okay. Okay. All right. Put it that way. Yes. Okay. Well, here's the thing. I, I'm scared to say how it happened for me because I think it will give false hope to people <laughs> because myself. well, okay. here's the thing. First of all, if you feel like it depends how good your friendship is, is it worth risking it all for what you might have physically or romantically? It really to me isn't worth the risk unless you super think that this person is like the person of your dreams. 
Otherwise, the friendship is going to be much more valuable than like maybe a dalliance might be. Right. Uh, well, if you if you ask them and they reject you, is the friendship over? Well, I don't think you should ask them. I what I found to be effective. <sighs> But I have to say it was like, okay, I found it to be effective for the person to put all their feelings out there on the line and not in like um, a demanding way, but just, you know, the person that this happened with me was like, you know, over time, I realized that this is how I felt, you know, and it was like kind of a letter. So I didn't have to like respond to it in person and be put on the spot. And he basically, you know, it was a letter that was like funny and it was also, you know, very romantic and it was beautifully written. And even still in the moment, I just didn't feel that way. And it wasn't till like a year later that I actually was like, Oh, maybe I would be interested. So, which is to say patience is a virtue. And I also think like being straightforward is a virtue. Like, I don't think it's cool to have a friendship with a girl where you're just all you have is a crush. If you really have a good friendship, then it's a bigger risk. But I don't know what I'm saying. No, it makes sense because actually, when you bring that up, I actually did write her a letter. Uh huh. So, and what was her and, response? Uh, uh, what what happened was that she just she just didn't feel the same way. So, right. I mean, we're still friends, um, but and it was a friendship that lasted, you know. Uh, it's probably four years we've been friends now. So, right. and then it just recently kind of came up. Um, um, but uh, so, do you think your friendship was ruined? No. Well, that's no. good. Uh, she's been real cool about it. So, um, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't think you could. You could ruin a friendship by telling someone you like them. Um, I don't know if you're if you're still friends with that guy you've been talking about, but. Um, well, I think you could ruin it if that person, I mean, there's plenty of friends of mine who, if they told me that it would change our dynamic a lot. Cause I have a lot of friends that are like brothers to me, I feel like. And if they said, well, technically I want something totally different. Like I would just feel distracted by that when we hung out. You, you wouldn't be able to get it out of your head. I mean, I might at points in time, but it just might make me more like self-conscious or like just less uncomfortable. Yeah. Uncomfortable on this person? Yeah. Because cause you think they're always trying to impress you or something? Not No, not even that. Just like I just don't feel like we're just buddies hanging out. I feel like there's some weird thing that we're not talking about. I mean, that could be true of any elephant in the room. It's just it's like when you have a friendship where there's something that's happened, like even like if you have a fight with a friend of the same sex and like sometimes you're changed, like your friendship changes because it's that weird thing in the background now. Right now. OK, since I, I kind of put my feelings out there, should I just kind of just forget about it and move on? Or should I just be patient and, and wait yeah. for it to come around? I mean, they're basically the same action <laughs> because <laughs> well, you're, you're going to yes. be doing nothing. If I should have hope or not. Right. Well, that's a tricky thing because it's hard to, like, you know, basically you're going to feel however you feel. It's not like you can decide what your feelings are going to be. I think more it's just to to listen to yourself and kind of like really pay attention to like if you're more frustrated or gratified by this friendship now. 
And if it's increasingly frustrating, I don't think there's anything wrong with saying, look, I, it's, I think you're great, but I can't hang out with you because I have these different feelings and I feel like I'm being dishonest. Right. Okay. That's, um, I'm sorry for turning your show into a love line, but... Um, no, I really... I think it was good. I think it was a good first call, you know? I'm in a strange mood, and I feel like this was like a, a very comfortable starting place for me. So I appreciate the call, actually. Um, I wow, wish you luck. I praise you. Yeah, I know. And I hope that you find someone, you know, that's the real thing. The real dream is that you find the person where there's a mutual excitement and it's not like a game or a waiting game or persuasion. It's like two people just kind of are drawn to each other, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I hear you. Um, but, um, it's just it's tough, you know, cause how do you know? Right. Mm. I mean, how do you know? It's the kind of eye contact, isn't it? I feel like that's how you know if someone's interested in you. I feel like you can tell so easily if someone thinks you're attractive or not, like just by how they look at you. Like if you walk in a room. Really? This is a skill I have not yet developed. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why that's funny. (laughs) (laughs) It's just funny in a pathetic sort of way. I walk into a room, I don't really look at people's eyes and whether or not they're checking me out. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure it's a lot different for, for women than it is for guys. I really did play it up, too. It was like I was describing some real, like, Fellini movie where it's like I walk in and everyone's <laughs> just turning and staring. No, I, <laughs> I think it's just There's more... There's music playing in the background, too, yeah. I just feel I like it's that. it's a weird thing. Like, I can tell... Usually, like if there's, you know, someone's going to come approach me and talk to me, I can usually tell a few minutes before they do that that's about to happen. Really? Yeah. You can just tell, like body language. You know, okay. Can you notice that when you're when you're doing a show or is it really in like everyday situations? Well, you mean like like a comedy fan or something like? Yeah. I can I can frequently tell like if I'm like you know, in a restaurant or on a plane or something, I can tell if I feel like someone knows my comedy or something because they just, like, people act different around you, you know, like, they look at you different or something. Or they stare you what? (laughs) They high-five you. They give you money. They open their wallets to you. No, I don't know. Yeah, I just feel like people kind (laughs) of look at you different. I was looking at... um, Tyler, the creator, default. I don't know why I keep talking about him, but anyway, he had a picture of like someone trying to covertly take a picture of him on the airplane. And he was like something like you're not slick or something. And it was like a picture of someone. <laughs> I just thought it was funny. Cause it is like, it is pretty obvious. A lot of the shit that people are doing that they, they don't think I'm sure. I mean, I've been caught and this is nothing to do with like anyone being a celebrity, but I've been caught like, I, I was boarding a flight and this guy was wearing like a speedo top and he had little titties and I was trying to take a picture of him and <laughs> and when I looked at the picture he was staring dead into the camera like I was just so busted he he was just like staring at me in the photo and I was like oh. <laughs> I'm sure it was worth it though I, that, that picture must be epic and like I always also have the problem where my flash will go off. Like, I was <laughs> taking a picture of some woman's socks at the airport, and then the flash went off, and I was like, <laughs> but I was like, I think also I feel conflicted about, 
that whole thing that is happening culturally right now where it's like everyone takes pictures of people they think look stupid and then post it on social media and it's like I just wish that we all as a society had more self-control because it is like such a violation to do that to someone like you basically as you walk out and enter the world you're basically like any teenager can just like ridicule you or I mean obviously not teenagers since I'm not one and I participate in this was like anyone can just like take a picture and and make you look like an idiot on on whatever social network yeah well I mean does it hurt just to look in the mirror and just probably wonder maybe I shouldn't wear a speedo outside (sighs) I guess that's a little police in the world there Maybe, maybe the teenagers are policing the, the fashion police. And you know what it is? I think I'm just getting more and more like, I just want to like, retreat from the world. <laughs> and I have to think of different like reasons why, and this was one of them. Anyway, good call. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye. Thanks for the advice. Bye. Yeah. Call from... Zoe. Whoa. Hi. Hi. How are you? Okay, I have two things. Great. This is a dream come okay, true. Okay, first, first I have a food test. Okay. Okay, these are all condiments. All right. What do you think about mustard? Okay, now, can I distinguish between the various kinds of mustard? Absolutely. Like a Dijon? Dijon? Yeah. Okay, I like that. The yellow okay. mustard, I'll take that in a hot dog situation. Like when I'm going for like that mustardy generic thing that tastes good on a hot dog. And that's it. So gotcha. I guess I, my answer is what yes. About, I love okay, Chinese what do you hot think mustard. About sandwich? Like, I, I know love, we don't like sandwiches, but. I mean, obviously that's going to go case to case. But the, the reviews of mustards that I've already stated do apply to sandwiches. Um, I love the Korean mustard that you put in the soup that I can't pronounce the name of. That's something like Nam Yang or something. Oh, right, right. I also like Chinese hot mustard. Oh, nice. Okay, what do you think about relish? Um, I like relish. I don't like that okay. sauce that they make with it that much. Is it tartar sauce where it's like relish mixed with mayonnaise? Yeah. Yeah, I don't yeah, like tartar. I don't like that. I don't like tartar sauce. Okay, and now I have a question. Okay. Um, when you were like first starting with comedy, how did you go about just like writing your first joke? You know, there's a lot of um questions about your first joke. Like when you do stand up, I feel like people ask a lot about your first joke. I don't really remember that much about it. I know that I was temping at the time and I met another temp who was a stand-up and she was like, come to this open mic with me. And I was like, all right. So I know that I I have it somewhere in my boxes of garbage. I have like the first jokes I wrote down and I know I wrote them on a piece of wrapping paper and I really swear to God, it's like, it almost is too embarrassing to even say, but I think because I was working in an office job, one of my first jokes I know, I I believe, was about crop dusting, and I just think that's so, like, ugh. Like, I honestly just debated in my head whether to even share that, but 
and I know then there were other stuff, but like my set didn't go that well. And I think when you first start, you think, oh, it's just like how I'm funny with my friends, but you have to like learn some craft. And then when you learn the craft of it better and then you get better, then it can go back a little bit towards like you are talking to your friends. If you get good at it, it kind of... How did you... How did you learn the craft, like, just from doing a lot of open mics or from talking to... I mean, I think, yeah, from, you know, there's almost no comic you're going to talk to who's going to say anything other than get on stage, you know, and, like, try things. You have to do it. I mean, a lot of comedians get, like, really fucking aggro about, like, you have to do 50 sets a night. I've always been sporadic and... Um, sometimes I really want to have life experiences and not be on stage all the time. So in some ways that may hurt me in some ways it may help me, but I, um, I do think stage time is important. I, I guess I read a bunch of books about comedy over the years, not like how to books, but like biographies of people that I respect. And I think it's interesting how their careers played out. Uh, Phyllis Diller, her book, I just read like a lampshade in a whorehouse and I thought it was so inspiring and good. Okay. I know cause I'm in high school. Oh shit. You sound much more mature than high school. Oh, I just have, I just have like a sore throat. So I sound old. Oh, <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> where where do you go to high it. school? Do you want to send a shout out to your high school? Hi, Fieldston. <laughs> it's called Fieldston High. It's um, it's called Ethical Culture Fieldston School. It's in New York. <laughs> <laughs> Ethical Culture Fieldston School. You guys truly are the future. <laughs> That's gross. <laughs> oh, my God. Is that your voice still? That was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it, it sounds terrible. It went so deep that I really thought you might have put your friend on the phone for a second. <laughs> you were like this. <laughs> That's gross. I have a sore throat. <laughs> <laughs> Shit was scary, dude. All I've been doing is like really reading the news like obsessively and then also someone told me about that Jody is it Arius or Arius like that murderer lady and I read all these articles oh, about yeah. it. <gasps> when so I know when scary. the Boston thing was happening with everyone surrounding the thing yes. I got kicked out of mass. Mm, okay. I got kicked out of mass class because I was watching it on CNN oh. on the show. Oh my god, how can you not? That was so crazy. My teacher was like, is there anything you can do about it? Like, is it happening right outside? And I was like, isn't that that's the- not why I'm watching it, you idiot? Yeah. <laughs> You're like, stick to math. <laughs> stick to crunching numbers, <laughs> boss. But yeah, I couldn't stop. I, in fact, I went to go see that new Ryan Gosling movie. And um, I was it was the night that they found what's his face in the boat p.s that's (laughs) that's the best i'm ever gonna do it saying his name i will never be able to progress beyond what's his face joker is that how you say it like the joker i don't know i think 
Joe Joe Carr? Dracar Noir Noir? Did someone already make that joke? Almost. I feel like I re- maybe I read that somewhere. But anyway, so he um I was in that movie, the Ryan Gosling slash really secretly other actors movie. What's his name? I don't know. <sighs> From Silver Linings Playbook. Oh, um, you know, oh, Bradley Cooper. Yeah, it was really his movie. Uh, but anyway, really? the whole time, yeah, it sucks. It's, it's, well, I mean, it doesn't suck. Everyone loves this movie, but I can't even speak to it because the whole time I was refreshing my Twitter and reading about this pursuit. And then they had him in the boat and then they were this and they had like whatever. I was just like refreshing Twitter the whole movie and I was like, fuck, I shouldn't have even gone to a movie tonight. I was clearly too consumed. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, that fucking okay. murderess. They have a video of her interrogation on Huffington Post, and it's the entire interrogation. First of all, I don't even understand how that's acceptable in our legal system. Is that legal? I uh, apparently it is. But anyway, I watched that whole thing. It's like an hour and a half until three thirty <laughs> in the morning the other night, and fucking freaked myself out so hard. I mean, it's the most chilling thing you've ever seen. Full of just lies. I mean, she has like they're like we have a bloody handprint of yours on the wall of your boyfriend. P.S. She slit his throat from ear to. Ear, shot him and stabbed him 29 times that allegedly that's overkill that's a bit much <laughs> let's oh. keep it in the low 20s but <laughs> but <laughs> but he had like the interrogators like we have here's a photo of your bloody handprint on the wall your blood mixed with his blood and she's like yeah i don't know uh, yeah that, i don't know how that could happen let me think like her whole approach was like mm, let me try to figure this out with you buddy we're in this together and it's like so (laughs) fucking chilling and she's like well you know what oh you know what i had actually been watching his dog um and i broke a glass in my hand and it must be from that and that was like i guess months before because she said she hadn't been at his place in months and he's like come on he's like jody you think he left that on the wall for months or whatever and he's like you were there you killed him and she's just like no no i would never hurt him huh what else could it be you know like it was just so crazy anyway i i don't know what's wrong with me i'm in a phase in which i'm just watching the horrors of the world in this crazy like compulsive way where i'm like this is only making the world seem like the darkest place and what am i doing well at the same time as the boston thing there was the texas thing i know and then there was the thing in um, Newtown, where it was like 27 people got in like another terrorist bombing. In an earthquake. I mean, it's just like, it really is. I don't know if it's just suddenly you get locked into like just seeing all the like evil. Reese Witherspoon's husband had a DUI. I mean, come on, who cares? <laughs> That's like the, I mean, whatever. Actually, I do care. For those listening, don't drink and drive, you stupid dummies. Why do people do that? It's You're basically going to kill someone. It's just a counting down. And if you don't care about that person, how about yourself? Your whole life is going to be ruined. Oh, my God. That was the other thing with Jody. 
I just call her Jody because I don't know how to pronounce her last name. <laughs> but Jode, Jode at one point, she was crying in the interrogation. And it seems like she's about to break down and say, like, you know, this is what I did this. It's horrible. And she's like, I'm just thinking about all the stuff I'm going to miss out on. <laughs> And I was like, oh, my God. Like, if you were innocent, you would not be saying that. You'd be like, who killed my ex-boyfriend? This is so fucking horrible. You know, she's like, wait, how old is she? I think she's like 31 or something. And she looks kind of like Jessica Alba. Like, she, like, had bleach blonde hair. And she, like, looks, like, really pretty. And she had fake tits. And she's, like, all, like, but she has, like, crazy eyes. I mean, the whole thing is scary as fuck. <sighs> so far the show today is what you would call the exact opposite of comedic i mean both calls so far are indicative of a much darker ep than we've ever seen well it's about murder you managed to make it about murder oh yeah that's right the old murder topic rears its ugly head again uh, <laughs> well anyways um you know stay in school and do you guys like actually okay. study ethics or is is that just a t fancy title? Yeah. Ethics is like it's a progressive school. So what so ethics is like a class. So then wouldn't your teacher want you to be thinking about the ethics? Like isn't that a missed opportunity on your teacher's part like to think well, about it's not like my math teacher is my ethics teacher. It's like a math teacher isn't a history teacher. Okay, but still, yeah. this math teacher accepted a job at a school of ethics. <laughs> so, <laughs> maybe plug a little <laughs> ethics into the curriculum. Anyway, also, this math teacher could have talked about, you know, the mathematics of, you know, creating a crime scene in a big city or <laughs> the number of cameras on buildings. You know, that's what a good teacher does. They take what's going on <laughs> he had you guys counting cameras <laughs> i don't know and also we're i'm a second semester senior at this so what uh, <laughs> so it's just like so it's just like school's not a real thing oh yeah i remember Why that what do they call that senioritis yeah that's how old I'm getting that I felt really triumphant that I remember that term. <laughs> but I do like it was a real disease. Oh, yes. The d disease, the degenerative disease of senioritis. And I do remember. Yeah. Just like who gives a fuck? I'm already going to fucking school, man. I already got my schools lined up. My fucking ducks in a row. Get off my back, mom. Get off my back, dad. That's to separate households. <laughs> anyway what a treasure it's been you are the future of america what do you want to do with your life fbi um oh fbi would be really cool it would. Now, i don't know i sort of want to be like <laughs> this sounds really stupid but i sort of want to be like what you do like a comedian who like writes for tv sometimes oh that's right uh yeah, I forgot that you had asked questions about how to, you know, do comedy or whatever. Well, you know, do it. That's really the... the I, know, I, take, I take improv classes at UCB. Oh, cool. So. You're on your know. way. <laughs> You're on your way. All it takes is just 40,000 more shows and you 
are ready. No, I don't know. You know? Anyway. Well, hey, you know, good luck with comedy. And this was quite a call. Quite a call for the history books. Thank you. It's been great. Bye, girl. Bye. Thank you for calling the show at one three two three nine eight nine two four three five. We look forward to your future calls. If you're looking to find a new podcast to listen to, there's going to be a Todd Berry show called the Todd Berry Podcast here on Feral Audio. He's my dear, dear colleague in this business and a beloved friend. And now back to the show. Call from your biggest fan, James. Ticks. What's up, James? How did you know my name? That's What's up? Sorry, I called you Charles. I know you hate when people call you Charles. No, I don't you hate. You call yourself Charles. I don't hate when people call me Charles. I hate when people who don't know me call me Charles. I don't oh, even. I, feel I honestly, like I, know you. I don't. Uh, I guess I can call you that. Mm, all right, we're off to a shaky start here, James. What's up? Where are you calling from? Salt Lake City, Utah. Oh shit! Tell me everything. <laughs> Have you talked to a Mormon before? Well, I had a bit of a debacle with Pete Holmes where I did his show in um, Sundance. We did a live podcast, and I felt like all the Mormons hated me. Because I said no, I, I said that I read the book under the banner of heaven. Now I didn't realize that that's apparently offensive to people. That book. Well, I'm not. I'm not really. I mean, I'm. I'm a different Mormon. That's about. That's about the ones that that left our church and still practice polygamy. So right. I only have one wife. So. But isn't that book actually about not just? the ones that left your church, but like the whole formation of Mormonism. I mean, I read it, but I, I'm, I'm, I remember the thing that was the most interesting to me about that book was that it was describing this time in American history in which it was just ripe for religious leaders to come about and, and find followers. Like everyone was searching and there was all these people trying to create religions. And that's true. And so that's what I thought was and interesting. I, I, I haven't read it, even though I love Krakauer. I I should read it. And yeah. I I know it's about like how our religion formed and and Joseph Smith and yeah and, and and things like that. But then it ends up being about those two guys that they killed killed the, that woman, right? I mean, that's just awful. I don't, I don't know if I want to read it now. Shit, I don't even. That's so horrible. This is how my mind works. I don't even remember that part. I just like pick the part that I think is interesting, and I and I tuck that away, and then I forget the rest. But I do love Krakauer too. Have you read like Into Thin Air and in, no, whatever? whatever. Yeah, yeah, I have. So that's good. A good one. So good. Now I wanted to. I wanted to give you a Mormon food test. Is that okay? Oh, I love it. Okay, okay so Mormon food um, test. Hold on. Let me try to yeah, give you some. See, there, there's something when the Olympics were here. There were like pins that they made for the the, the people that collected those. Mm-hmm. And I have a few of them, but a lot of them were like food that we love. That that just kind of like, for instance, fry sauce. What's that? Fry sauce. 
Fry sauce? Fry sauce. Have you heard of fry sauce? You dip your fries in it. It's basically mixed ketchup and mayonnaise. Right. That sounds good. Correct. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> okay, milkshakes or ice cream. Wait, now milkshakes? You're trying to claim that milkshakes are a Mormon food? <laughs> I feel like well, that's shared amongst all Americans. Okay, like, yeah, that's true, but, but we're huge fans of ice cream. There's ice cream everywhere around here, and they made... The, there's a place called Iceberg. I don't want to give away, you know... I don't want to give them some sort of props or anything like that, but okay. they make the this little pin for the, the Olympics, and it's the iceberg shake, and it's just overflowing at the top. It's gigantic. It's uh-huh. enormous. I don't know if you've ever seen a milkshake that big. What but, flavor is it? Yeah. Um, I guess the most popular one is called the grasshopper, which is basically mint, but it has those little pieces of chocolate in it uh, that you that's hate, cute. like from Ben and No, Jerry. no, no. So, no, no, no. That sounds delicious. I don't like huge chunks of waxy chocolate, which is what I feel Ben and Jerry's does. But I do love a mint chip ice cream that has fine shavings of chocolate. Yeah, that's what this basically Yeah, is. that sounds so, great. Okay, correct. How about fuel potatoes? Have you heard of those? Fuel, like as in jet fuel? No, no, funeral, like someone died. Oh, funeral. Funeral potatoes color me intrigued. <laughs> I like the sound of it. Well, it's, it's funny because, like, whenever someone dies and, you know, we have their funeral over at a ward house is what they call it. Uh-huh. Basically, we have all of these churches in their, their ward houses the most popular thing to serve is funeral potatoes. It's basically kind of like all rotten potatoes. Yeah. But it just has tons of cheese in there. And then on top, they they crunch up like cornflakes. Yeah. That's the most popular thing. That sounds delicious. Correct. And it Correct? Is. Okay, great. So my question, I have two thoughts related to the this these various food items, actually. One, well, first of all, funeral potatoes. Then does it happen that like sometimes you really just are craving funeral potatoes and you start kind of hoping someone dies? <laughs> like, well, yeah, that's a good point because see, we eat funeral potatoes at picnics or, you know, just get together. So you're but right. Do you we have find to, a like, lot of different reasons to end up eating them. Do you have but to sacrifice someone to eat them? <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't forgive me in my ignorance. I don't know a lot about Mormon culture. <laughs> Do you have to sacrifice a fellow Mormon to commence with funeral potato festivities? No, no. In fact, we can make them for any occasion, but really might want to no rebrand the occasion. We still call them funeral potatoes. Isn't that odd? You guys are bummers, man. <laughs> Why don't you just call them party yeah. potatoes? <laughs> Yeah, there's a bit negative. You're right. We should probably change that. <laughs> Got to bring the pause. Jello? Jello. I'm not going to say it's a top fave. You know, I, it's kind of like I want Jello to be better than it is. Yeah. And and we we really popular is the the lime Jello with like carrots cut up in it. Weird. Like shredded carrots uh-huh. and stuff. And then what? Is there whipped so, cream on it or anything? Yeah, so, sometimes there's whipped cream on the top, but 
Yeah, there's like a vegetable in the jello. Yeah, see, that's the kind of thing that I think I would be like interested in at a party and I would put some on my plate and then I would eat like two bites of it and be like, I don't know. Yeah, it'd have to have kale in it. No, kale and jello sounds straight up Dago Las. That's French. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think I'm going to say you're correct in not liking it because I myself don't like jello, but it's it's huge. Mormons love jello. That's interesting. Yeah, and then same with frog eye salad. I don't know if you've heard of that, that, but it's similar. Kind of got tapioca type pudding in there. I love tapioca. Pieces of pineapple, marshmallows. Mm, that sounds good. Shredded coconut. That sounds good. No. Correct. I think frog eye salad is, is a go. It's it's a big hit here. Now, so. doesn't that sound a little like ambrosia? <laughs> Seriously, isn't that what yeah. ambrosia is? Kind of. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I guess so. We just, I guess, we have to come up with our own little quirky names about things. So, isn't a, a frog eye? Yeah. Some some people peel they like peel grapes and put them in there. And yeah, that's that's true. But I think the frog eye comes from like those little tapioca balls that are in there that are so good. But and sometimes the kids we tell them that they're frog eyes. And you freak those little kids out. Yeah. You know, my mom used to make tapioca, and if you've ever had it, like, homemade warm tapioca, it's so good. It is. Mm. Your mom's awesome. I love when you call her. Well, that's my grandma you're thinking of. I don't think I've called my mom. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, wait. No, you're right. Yeah, I did call my mom once. I called my mom when me and Chico interviewed both of our moms. Yeah, that's right. And her mom was like mostly asleep. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. The funniest thing is something like that again. The visual I have of her mom is just so funny. She was just in a chair, just dead asleep for so much of that trip. But um, anyway, well, this was I like this uh, Mormon food test. Now, let me ask you: Do you try a lot of foods of other cultures? Like, do you try Korean food, Ethiopian food, Italian, Mediterranean? Yeah, I mean, I, I work with um, a lot of people from Vietnam, so I, I try their food. And then a lot of people around here, we, we go on missions when we're 19. Right. Um, yeah, actually, the age is 18 now. But So um, a really popular mission to go on is Brazil. Like, I mean, we go all around the world. Trying you know to where I would try to go on a mission to? Where? Hawaii. <laughs> oh, yes. Hawaii. Any Mormons do great. that? Yes, people do. People go to Hawaii. That's what you, need, you they need to Germany get on that uh, Hawaii train. Some people, yeah, I know someone who just uh, got called to Rome, and that would be amazing. To yeah. Go to Rome. That would be Total. incredible. Oh, yeah. I've been to Rome, you know. It's a lot of fun, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. well, so people, we, they come back with these tastes for this food and, you know, so we have a lot of like, um, grills around the valley that serve like Brazil type food where they just cut the meat right off of a, they bring this skewer around to your table and they cut the meat off and then there's beans and there's rice. And so there's a real Brazilian influence here around Salt Lake where we just love their food because so many of us have been on missions. Interesting. There. Well, listen. I hope um, I hope world domination for your religion. 
Thank you. You do too. Not domination. Oh, what is it called? Conversion. Oh, world conversion. What are the main, like, what are the main principles that you guys, you know, believe in? Well, a lot of people think that we're not Christian, but we are. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the... the technical name for our church is the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And so what if, it, what if I believed that? Name, sorry? <laughs> what if I bleeped that? <laughs> what if you believed that? No, bleeped it, that you would, know, like, boop. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that would be up to you. But um, <laughs> having the name Jesus Christ in the name of our church, how can people claim that we're not Christians? So right. basically, we, we believe in the Godhead, and we believe in you know, the Bible, but then we also believe in the Book of Mormon to be another testament of when Jesus Christ came to the Americas after his resurrection. And he, he, I was, like, thinking he, more general, like, do unto others or something. <laughs> this is like... Oh, yeah, the golden the golden rule is, you know, I think that should be across the board for everyone. I think yeah. that should be, you know... And I don't know if people think that we're intolerant of other people's religions or not. We're certainly not. We, you know absolutely do unto others as you would have done unto you is is like the absolute best policy to have, you know, and are you friends with any just, Jews? Am I friends with any Jews? Yeah. Um no, I don't I don't necessarily have um I go to the I go to the Jewish community center sometimes and I don't <laughs> But then <laughs> we go there to swim. But You go there to swim? I, they got that good gym yeah. water. <laughs> The good pools. They got yeah, the good pools. Yeah, they got a great setup there. But no, I, I don't have, I don't have Jewish friends. Listen, hey, consider I, me your first Jew friend in this, in awesome. this, in thank this you. cruel, cruel world. Um, thank cool. you for your Chelsea call. Freddie is my friend. Yeah, man. Okay, nice talking to you. You too. Bye. Okay. Okay. What is this, like, fucking Great Callers Day? I mean, come on. What are we fucking doing here? These callers are great. Call from... Grant. (laughs) Oh, here comes Grant. (laughs) Hello? Oh, here goes Grant now. Let's see how (laughs) this call goes. P.S. So far... These fucking callers are great. It's fucking crazy over here. What are we doing? Having great callers today? No. We're having calls with Chelsea V. Chelsea V. P. Hey, can I ask you a question about Portlandia, please, miss? Yeah. How'd you get involved in that? Because I saw your name on the interim credits on the Milk Advisory Board. Well, I knew um, Fred Armisen from New York. I knew him from years ago in New York, and they were writing in Los Angeles, and they asked if I wanted to write for it. So I I did some, I forget, I did a few days where I went and wrote on the show with them in a small office with them and Kreisel. And that's it, and me. And we sat and we talked about... Huh? You had to sit down and work with him and Terry and Fred and all them? And what's the second part? Terry and Fred and all them? I can't understand what that is. 
Car- oh, you got to work with Carrie and Fred. Oh, yes, like, yes, exactly. That's right. That's awesome. Yeah, are you, uh, that is- you love that show? I was born in Portland. I haven't been back since. That's going to be my mecca when I get my VW van going. Are you going to just cruise over there and start chilling really hard in the motherland? I just sit under a tree and just be, you know? Absolutely. uh, I'm doing that right now. I'm sorry, what? I said I'm doing that right now. I should explain to the listener that I've gone to a spiritual location and I'm out in the middle of a field just beneath the one tree that's out here and I'm just trying to bring a more centered energy to the podcast this week. Is this a little, it's a sniff of peyote? Mm. Mm. No, that's some scary stuff. No, but that's awesome. And did you actually do the milk advisory board, or you just did a couple different different uh, segments with them? Uh, I I pitched. You know, the way it worked is I just talked about different ideas with them, and then they. You know, we did this for hours at a time. And one of those was, you know, talking about like how there's so many ridiculous kinds of milks now and how like, you know, soy milk is out and there's new milk and like, you know, what, you know, cafes are just always featuring the milk of the moment and all this stuff. And so that was that was something we had talked it's about. So trendy. Hmm? It's so trendy. Right. It's so trendy. Right. Call from. That's as much as I can take of that. Hunter. Hunter? Yes. What's up? What's up, Hunter? Not much, Chelsea. How are you? (sighs) Doing great. Doing fine. How are you? Ugh. Fuck. What? What are the subjects today? I was not prepared for this at all. Do you like green bell peppers? Eh. Correct. Red ones are better. Depends on what you're using it. I mean, green bell peppers are never good. I really oh, I think, kind of agree with that, too. I think it's like got to be a genetic thing that makes people like green bell peppers because they taste like straight up garbage to me. They smell like B.O. And there's something wrong with the flavor of them. Yeah, they taste like when it's you put something them in your mouth. Yeah, that you're not supposed to eat. It tastes like something that the human body should reject. Anyway, mine rejects it often. How are you doing with all this national tragedies and uh, pretty, uh, pretty fucked up? But it's it's easy not to think about it when you live in Pennsylvania. Why? What do you do? Just like ride a horse and cart around and make ice cream? Well, not exactly. But no one has attacked Northeast Pennsylvania yet. What's it's easy northeast? Not to watch the news, at least. What is northeast? I feel like I've only been to Lancaster. Maybe that's wrong. I don't Have you know. been to Scranton? Scranton isn't that in New Jersey or something? It's where the office is set, girl. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. Oh god. Well, uh, not that I watch the office. Do you? Nah, too much parks and rec community. You're busy boy. Yeah. Call from Zero Salon. Zero? Yes. What's up? Hey. 
Hey, Chelsea, how you doing? Your name is Zero. Sorry, I just realized I called another human being Zero. <laughs> yeah, no, my name is Zero. My parents are weird, or at least that's my default answer. What is their thing? Are they nihilists? Oh, no. They're just sort of reformed hippies. Uh, uh, the name isn't is, is uh, Let's talk about something else. Why? This is the most interesting thing. You're like, hi, yeah, I'm I a murderer. Talk about it all the time. I'm 31 years old. You know, I feel like I can't meet anyone without having to speak it first. I know, I but this is like your, the truth, this, you know? this is your introduction to society. You know, what? <laughs> yeah. Fine. I mean, what do you yeah, want to talk I'm about? Custom. Well, I just got back from Coachella. I was calling you on the drive. You know, I've never been to Coachella, and I feel like, you know, first of all, I have like an aversion to crowds. I only kind of honestly want to go into a crowd situation if someone's totally like, I know the ropes. I know where we're going to stay. I know where we're going to eat. You're going to be standing right here for the show or whatever. Like, and that's why it's fun going as a comedian because you can like to festivals because you're like taken care of. But I also have contempt towards like people putting together bohemian outfits for photos, which I feel. Oh my God. And it's, Everyone's done it too. I mean, maybe look like a fucking train tramp, you know? Really well dressed individuals at this thing in the desert with dust. Yeah, it just I, I just I, that part seems off putting. But then like the the Tupac hologram, like I really was sad to miss that. And then it seems like there are like these cool things that happen there, like you know, musically or or stuff that like I am like, oh, maybe I shouldn't be so judgmental, and it would be a fun experience, you know. No, trust me, Chelsea, uh, not knowing you personally, but listening to your podcast, uh, you would not be able to get past uh, <laughs> those things that are causing you to be reticent. They would be amplified by the multitudes of people there yeah. that sort of conform to your initial ideas. Right. You're spot on. It's a big corporate rock fest. I had never personally gone before either, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, I was invited and, uh, you know, tough to turn that down. So great yeah. time, but, uh, you know, it is it's the kids. Uh, I don't what, what was I the highlights that. and the lowlights of your experience? I got laid. Oh my god! So, like, how, walk me through how you wind up the, fucking someone at a music. The highlights concert. were no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 you trickster zero. <laughs> nah, no, I do what I can. Um, okay, I have a highlights. Uh, yeah, that would be that. Maybe, how did that uh, happen, you know, though? How does that come about? You're like. Oh, this music I, is good. Here's my dick. <laughs> like, how I does I it? Talked to, I talked to two girls over the course of the weekend, and one of them decided to have sex with me. I don't know. At a hotel? Yeah, yeah no. Uh, it was a, it was, uh, you know, it's a gritty. It was cool. It was poolside. Poolside. Uh, you know. Oh shit! At our friend's place. You know. Damn zero. Yes. You really wild boy. Oh, man, you got no idea. So what was the low light? I'll save that for another show. Um, but uh, listen, I have a brief question for you because Wait, you are... Wait, you didn't tell me the low light yet. Oh, the low light? Oh, uh, probably the Red Hot Chili Peppers phoned <gasps> in their 47 million live performance of the greatest hits. Really? They phoned it in? I thought, I like, I know Flea minimally, but, you know, he took me to a Lakers game. We're friends on Twitter. Uh, you know, I actually saw him at um, 
at Bonnaroo last year and we danced for hours to at this Radiohead after party. So fun. Such a nice guy. And I feel like he gives his all to his performances. I don't know. See, I, you know, I don't know what. It's not in my bag anymore. I loved him when I was 10. This leads to the thing about the chili pepper that came up this weekend. Everybody loved them when they were 10. You, got, you, got, you outgrow them, but they've had such a strong standing career and kind of the same bass sound that so many solid singles that, you know, there's many generations of 10-year-olds that have loved them. God, that's so heartbreaking. I mean, the whole just life is so heartbreaking. Thank you. <laughs> um, okay, what was your other question, Zero? I don't give you a lot. You don't give out a lot of that, so I appreciate that very much, you know? Empathy what? is not your strong point. That's not true. I actually am extremely sympathetic. I just don't like it when people call and have nothing to say. My job is to be entertaining. So I try to entertain you guys. That's me being sympathetic, but to the listener, not to someone who maybe is being boring in the moment. So I'm considering the numbers. All right. Anyway, what was your final question? Final question. I'm I'm, I'm running a comedy night here in Hollywood. Now, I'm not going to pitch it. I'm not going to pitch it. My question for you is, it's a young room, and I'm having trouble attracting crowds. I've had some really solid comics there, some of your cohorts. I'm also not going to drop names. <laughs> but uh, I would like uh, not only for you to come to the room, but for you to give me some tip. What can I do to elevate this room to let people in L.A.? I feel like there's 10 other nights. Some Thursday nights, there's 10 other nights happening on that night. Pick a different I, night. I how long I can go. Pick a different night and make a cool photo and put it all over the internet and get good people. And once you have good people on a flyer and you send it and you whatever, put it on Facebook and shit, other comedians will do it. Um, maybe you've picked the wrong night. No, no, no. No problem attracting talent. You know, honestly. Uh, but if you're attracting good talent, night. generally that should build an audience unless yeah you maybe think, right I'm, I, I, who's I'm hosting it and i don't know why are you putting together a comedy night are you a comedian no i fucking hate comedy just like you but why are you doing it oh i got the space you know i oh my friends are uh, comics or you know something of that nature and you know, it's, uh, I had the opportunity. It seemed like a good idea. And, you know, it's been nothing but a headache. So I really want well, to you know what? That. The truth of the matter is, I really think, like, maybe that's the problem. You don't love it. You got to love stuff to do really good at it. And it sounds like you don't love it. So maybe it's time to pack it up. Solid advice. <laughs> I'm Solid serious. Advice. You got to go where the love is, man. All right, zero. Come to the room before we pack it up. I'll talk to you. Here's zero. Call from. To accept, press one. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing really great. Should I say something different? Uh, I don't know. Um, what a great show so far. You're on a hot show. I'll tell you that right now. A lot of what solid are we talking calls. About? <laughs> you know, um, a variety of things. We talked about Coachella, talked to, to a Mormon fellow about Mormon foods and could, traditions. Could someone perhaps explain to me what Coachella is? Because I'm very confused. It kind of 
I'm, not, I'm, I'm hearing a lot of things and I'm a lot of, I'm very confused about it. I mean, what's, it's a music festival. <laughs> I know, but like, why is it going on for like a month? That is it going I, on during the week too, or is it just on the weekend? I really will co-sign on that question. I really was like, oh, thank God <laughs> it's over. You know, like, because I do have that feeling like I don't like missing out. And, you know, I forget what the term is, but that's what the internet is based around is like, all these web communities, they feed on on humans fear of missing out. And like Coachella photos and Coachella tweets, even if I look at it, and I don't want to be there, I still am like, fuck. You know, me too. I feel like I just need to pin some flowers in my hair and just, you know, dance around in a field. But I, I, I mean, I live in New York. So I'm like, in a completely different universe. But I imagine if I live closer, then I would probably be jealous. You know what? We should get you. Everyone should get their group of friends to like dress really bohemian and like go to like some like whatever park you have nearby. You go to Central Park or whatever. You go somewhere that looks ambiguous and then you just hashtag it with some other festival name that you made up and you guys all act like you're at that festival. I would I would be, you know, absolutely thrilled to be the catalyst of something like that. I would give you all the credit, but I would definitely do that. <laughs> Your language is really above par. <laughs> I would hope so. I'm kind of, I'm not, I mean, I'm not an adult, but. Are you an English <laughs> major? Am I what? An English major? I was when I was in college. I was an English education major, but then I dropped out of the education program because I realized <laughs> I'm sorry, what? You dropped out? I dro- No, I dropped the education because then I realized that I, when I got in front of the classroom that I was, like, panic-stricken, and yeah. I felt that all these kids were, like, judging me, and then I, like, my introversion, like, took a hold of me, and I was like, maybe I should do something else. Yeah, so it's I not easy. So I wasted, like, two and a half years of college, but it's whatever. That's not a waste. <laughs> it was an investigation. Yeah, well, it was a very long investigation, and my parents could, you know, tell you a very expensive one, too. Yeah, but, but you know what? You could have been doing that the rest of your life, and you hated it, and you were miserable, so... Yeah, yeah, and I ended I ended up, I think, where I need to be, so I'm doing better. That's great. <laughs> That's great. Um, Anything else? No, I'm just, I'm very glad you got to, you know, talk, me, talk to me about Coachella. I was very, very interested, and I'm glad to have your perspective on it. Do you like New York? <laughs> Yeah, I do. I mean, I'm like upstate. I'm, you know, not be like when people think New York, they assume I'm from the city, but I'm like, you know, three hours north of that. Where? So, um, near, well, near Albany. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I'm. Oh, okay. In that area. So it's a good, it's a good time. It has its, it has its perks and it's, you know. My voice (laughs) sounds very good right now. I've hit a sweet spot in my recording. Where I really feel like my voice is sounding like a real radio voice right now. I don't know if it's just how it's bouncing back to me in my headphones, but my God, maybe you I sound was... like one of those commercials that are on late at night for like Quest Chat, and you can call and the girls talk to you on the phone. That's what you sound like. I thought they were more like, "We're lonely. We're lonely." I, I've I need never a called, friend. but like the commercials make it sound like. That, whatever I, I don't know you I'm call not, all the I'm time you call all the time <laughs> <laughs> you got me you got me okay you got, got me you, you got, got me <laughs> uh, i'm i'm lonely me too i could use a friend it's like i just can't imagine the guy that's watching that that's like these girls need me 
Let me get yeah, in there. Yeah, my mom, a coworker of my mom used to used to call that, and she used to meet um, men at truck stops, mm. like, in the middle of the night, and she was not nervous about it at all. My mom said she would just, like, leave work at night and just be like, y'all, I'm going to be back, and then she would go and just, like, meet up with some stranger that she met on Quest Chat at, at truck stops, and then she would just, you know do whatever she needs to do and then she would just come back to work truck so, i mean she definitely has hiv at this point like oh, truck stops but if it works for her then you know good for her i guess i don't know i guess but like that's like really going like that's beyond like oh i couldn't really meet anyone it's like <laughs> having trouble meeting someone try prostitution <laughs> It's Seriously, not. try the truck stop that's right by your work because I'm sure there's a guy waiting there that would like to talk to you. But so she's a lot lizard. She's a lot lizard, is what you're telling me. Yeah, I mean she's a brave woman. I she's can tell, a lot I can lizard and, a, and she's a lot lizard and a little HIV. <laughs> For her sake, I hope not, but you never know. <laughs> no, I am just like in complete panic about life across the board right now but um you know everyone you're in our prayers and please to that lady if you are listening which the chances are high please stop doing that that's very dangerous everyone I know. be she's safe gonna call out, me out she's gonna know it with me but and i guess you know essentially for old time's sake um ding, 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 ding. Uh-oh, looks like we're out of time goodbye everyone Thank you for your calls. What a what a roster of calls today. Um, we've really had a little bit of everything and truly some powerful, powerful spirits in the mix. And even though goodbyes are hard, I really would truly like to thank you. Thank you for your love. And even though we may not be together for another week or so, you know I'm on Twitter almost every second of every day. But for now, I must put on my dark sunglasses and wrap my high-end scarf around my head, spritz on a little perfume, and throw on my driving gloves. It's time for me, my friends, to...